Welcome to the Cambridge Tech Podcast, talking all things technology from the heart of the UK's tech capital. Here are your hosts, Faye Holland and James Parton. Hi, I'm Faye. And I'm James. So we've spoken a few times about Cambridge Tech Week. Today, we've got a whole episode dedicated to it, which is exciting, as we've got Chris Bruce coming on from Cambridge Wireless. There couldn't have been a better time to actually start the podcast, because when you look at what's happening across Cambridge, we've got Innovate Cambridge, which is trying to pull together all the different actors in the ecosystem. And then we've got Cambridge Tech Week, which is trying to shine a spotlight on all the innovation and exciting things that are happening in the city. So hopefully the podcast is a small contribution to all of that. And uh, I'm really excited by it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's good timing for everything. And also on the question of navigating the ecosystem, there is so much going on. And actually, in a few weeks, I think we're going to be doing our own little ecosystem podcast to try and help people from outside of Cambridge, but actually also within Cambridge to work out who they can go to for help. Hi, Chris. Thanks for joining us today. And we've actually had you on a couple of times already with some of the news items for the podcast, but this is all about you today. So welcome. Well, thank you very much for the invitation. I'm delighted to be here to talk about Cambridge Tech Week. Great to be on the pod. So why don't you just tell us very quickly what it is for those that aren't aware of the week? Okay, Cambridge Tech Week is a week of activities uh, celebrating and showcasing the best of Cambridge Tech. Networking within Cambridge, but probably more importantly, showing what we're all about outside of Cambridge, whether that's across the rest of the UK or indeed internationally. So it's a great opportunity for everybody to get involved and um, make the most of it. And it's coming up quickly. The week is 8th to 12th of May. And there's a whole series of events and we can go on to exactly what those are, but it's a whole week of activity. Interestingly, when we set the date of the week, we weren't to know that Monday would become a bank holiday uh, for reasons you may all know around the coronation. We've got some ideas about some things that can take place on Monday when children and young adults will be not at school and college. There's been London Tech Week and various other Tech Weeks around the country. It seems odd, actually, on reflection that Cambridge has never had a Tech Week until this year. So... Where was the genesis of the idea and how does it differ from the other kind of tech weeks that are happening around the country? I think it's been discussed and thought about and mooted for a while, but there is one and Cambridge has some unique aspects that it can bring to the table. We're, we're not trying to compete with London or Birmingham or anywhere else. It's got unique aspects to bring to the party. Not being based in Cambridge myself, I can see that there's all sorts of hidden gems that are lying within the, the community, the ecosystem, the research, the tech companies that just don't get out, just don't get known about outside of Cambridge. Why? Well, it's an opportunity to expose those. Um, and we feel that this can be a complement to things like London Tech Week. And there are things that we will focus on that Cambridge is, if you like, famous for. This is an opportunity to show what they are. What's the kind of the high level uh, programme for the week look like? It's a week of events. At its centre is what we call the core. So it's three days of events, two days of conference at Hinkston Hall on the Genome Campus. Uh, which, as you probably know and your listeners will know, is a very modern uh, conference centre with all the facilities there to hold a, a professional conference. That's on the Tuesday and the Wednesday, so that's the 9th and the 10th. 
And on the 11th, we change location, change pace, if you like, and we move to the Cambridge Union debating chamber, discussing some of the implications of tech as opposed to the tech itself. Who have you got on the programme? Let's talk about the first couple of days. Um, Any highlights there? We've got some great speakers, a mixture of people representing very large corporations that have a big impact on tech and have done, right down to startups that are innovators right at the beginning of their innovation journey, to folks that have gone through that stage are now really growing and scaling their business and making an impact in the technology areas. On the first two days, we've got Patrick Pichet, who's uh, until recently the chairman of Twitter, until Mr. Musk arrived. Previously, he was the CFO of Google, and he's now with Innova Capital. Howard Watson is now the group head of networks and security. We've got representatives from Google, Apple, Arm, and a number of other major corporates. But at the other end, um, we've got a whole area of innovation with startups who will be showing their wares. Some important areas of tech that we'll be covering you know, frankly, Cambridge has got a right to speak about semiconductors, quantum, AI, wireless and mobility. And we've got the CEOs of, of companies like River Lane and New Quantum will be talking about their um, their experiences. Going to be a lineup of lots of guests that we've had on the podcast. I'm literally going down the list right now. <laughs> and there's there's a lot of, of good names on that program. And like you say, it's a real mix from the big companies right through to the very early stage. Nice to see quite a few 21 to watch companies on there as well and individuals. So that's great. And like you say, you know, some really good topics like quantum semiconductors is really in the press at the moment about what we're doing in the UK to bring the semiconductor industry back here. So I think they're really timely. You know, if Cambridge hasn't got something to say about that, I don't know where else in the UK has. Going back to your question, James, this is somewhere where, you know, Cambridge, I think, has got a right to speak and is different from other parts of the UK. You know, we've got a number of technology topics that, are, that I've mentioned, but we've also want to address some some sectors that's important to Cambridge in the area, you know, whether it's uh, tech in health, whether it's clean tech, whether it's agri-tech. You know, we won't be covering life sciences as such because that's a whole another conference, another week. Everything else to do with tech uh, we'll be covering. And then importantly, a number of threads that we want to see flowing through the week from innovation, entrepreneurship, equality and diversity, you know, what the... F- workforce of the future will look like and what the work of the future will look like and importantly environment and sustainability so we won't necessarily cover all of those threads with all of those technical topics in all of those sectors but i hope that when we stand back we'll say actually we've kind of covered all the key bases that that cambridge has got something to offer and a right to talk I'm always a fan of the early stage companies. So you have uh, Innovation Alley, which is an opportunity to showcase startups. Can you explain that in a little bit more detail? That's always my favourite as well, James. Within Hinkston Hall, if you know the venue, there's an auditorium in the centre of the venue and there's an area between the auditorium and the refreshments networking area, which is a high footfall area. And there we've dedicated 10 pods for innovators to showcase their wear. We put out an alert for innovators to apply to be selected for those 20 spaces. So they'll have the chance to showcase their work. And then an august panel of experts will be selecting the runners up and the winners of the inaugural Cambridge Tech Week Innovation Alley Award which will be judged on, you know, how innovative is the tech, how mature is the go-to-market thinking and planning of the startups or the early-stage company, and what impact will this tech make, whether it's commercially or societal or in some other way. And I'm delighted that the winners will will be announced during Tech Week and there'll be some publicity around it. And I'm delighted that uh, Tony Quested at Cambridge Business Weekly has said that they will feature the winner in advertising through the year, which is a very nice uh, gesture of him. 
We're oversubscribed. So the first task of the panel, of which uh, Faye is one of the, uh, the members of that panel, is to select which uh, will be the final 20 to be selected. Once we've got to that, which are the, who are the runners-up and the winner. A healthy indicator of the vibrancy of the Cambridge startup scene, I guess, that you're oversubscribed. Yeah, well, I know from attending 21 to Watch, what were your statistics? Was it 1,500 entries for 21 to Watch down to Over the last 21, years, obviously? Yeah. Yeah, there's a it's a huge um, area for us here in Cambridge, so it's it should be really interesting to see who make the final yeah. twenty. And and you know obviously why we wanted to feature it front and centre of of the week. And um, can we jump back to the core program? I love that you've moved from you've got you know you've got the two days at Hingston, and then you're going to go to the debating chamber, which is like the oldest debating chamber in the UK. It's just an amazing building. It's worth going just to see the actual debating chamber. What's the plan for that? So it's, you, you talked about it's going to be, you know, what's the implications of tech societal? Have you got any any headlines on that in terms of yes. content or speakers? Yes. Yeah, so I first went to the chamber as part of my role in the uh, steering committee here for Cambridge Tech Week. And um, I'd never been there before. And I thought, wow, this is so different. We have to embrace the venue and really make it uniquely Cambridge. And I think that, again, back to your earlier question, will differentiate this week compared to other events. So it's a bit like the mini House of Commons, if anybody's uh, not been there. So we're going to use the chamber. Now, you can't sit in a debate all day. That would just be too much. But So we've broken up the day. And in the morning, we're going to have more of a kind of BBC Question Time type approach, if, if you know the programme, where there'll be a small panel, a professional moderator, who will then take questions, pre-submitted questions from the audience. And I'm delighted to, to say that we can now announce who that moderator will be and it will be Krishnan Guramurti from Channel 4 News. I'm really excited about the fact that we've uh, got him to agree to, to join us. He'll be uh, moderating that in the morning and we really want to make that very, very interactive uh, session. And if you've watched Fiona Bruce and uh, David Dumbly previously, they're very good at drawing out questions from the floor as well as having a discussion amongst the, the panel. And then in the afternoon, we have a series of debates, topics to be defined and confirmed and debaters were still discussing who they will be. But we have uh, secured the moderator, and it's a chap called Mike Butcher of TechCrunch. And again, quite a different character to Guru, but uh, I think he will obviously be well-versed on technology. And then afterwards, we literally will have everybody go through the debating routes, eyes and nays, and we'll then be able to announce you know, what, what, what Cambridge's view of a particular topic. Sounds great. And it's not just for Cambridge people. Obviously, we're trying to attract nationally and internationally. And internationally, absolutely. So we've just been talking about what we call core. Around that, we've got a programme we call Connect um, because we want to connect, certainly connect people within Cambridge if they're not already connected, but more importantly, connect people nationally, collaborators, investors, government, um, academia, whatever it may be, but also internationally. And we have now announced our International Connect program. So if you go onto the website, if you are an international uh, listener, uh, there is a program that will allow you to sign up for the core conference, but also a number of dedicated programs. There's a networking event on one evening, and there is a dedicated day on the Friday in the Bradfield Centre, James, where we'll be introducing international partners to the ecosystem and, and companies that can help locate here, work here, collaborate here, and just get an insight as to the rich vibrancy of, of the ecosystem in Cambridge. High-performance computing and AI is being used to positively transform society and the environment. 
from powering applications that support vaccine research to accelerating our response to climate change. KO Data develop and operate sustainable and energy efficient data centres for advanced computing. Our scalable, state-of-the-art architecture supports the mission-critical workloads of life sciences, biotech and AI startups in Cambridge. To find out how we can reduce your digital carbon footprint, get in touch at kodata.com slash contact. KO Data, proud to sponsor the Cambridge Tech Podcast. And then there's also that concept of a fringe around the city in parallel to the main conference. And uh, obviously, we're going to be running a few fringe events here, which is exciting. How do people get involved on the fringe side of things? Yes, well, that's the third C, conversations. These are a series of, you said, James, events, activities that will be organised by others, not organised by the, the Cambridge Tech Week committee, but very much encouraged by us. We are featuring them already on the website. It's from the 8th to the 12th, and it can be at any time. It's your choosing. Uh, Some of these events are free, some of them are chargeable, and you'll already see them being populated on the website. Delighted, James, that you're involved in a number of these already. Uh, I'm also really pleased that we're already seeing events being posted that are around the subject of getting people into tech. Then moving on a bit, we've already got some taster sessions Influencer Tech Boot Camp, which is on uh, the 11th of May. It's a whole day thing um, at the Mill Side Tech Park. Free of charge, so that sounds pretty good. And then, you know, the, the other thing is sort of just genuine social networking. Mills and Reeve, one of our sponsors. Thank you very much, Mills and Reeve. I've got a networking event on the 10th. And the Tech Bio Meetup is at Bruntwood Science Tech at Melbourne Science Park. So, Already we're seeing quite a a wide range of activities. There's the core event, there's the connect for delegations and missions, and then there's just more informal, more selective events that you can go to. And if you look at our website, take a look for yourself. Obviously, the website has all that information. What do the packages look like, pricing to get involved in the, the core conference? If you look on the website, that's probably the best way to do it. You can buy a ticket per day, so you don't have to sign up for the whole week. If you're at Hingston Hall, it's £125 plus VAT per day, or slightly cheaper if you book for both days. The core debate is uh, £100 plus VAT. There is a virtual option for the whole week, £50. See the whole thing being streamed, and we have a platform that will allow people to network and meet virtually. Folks that are in the room or the rooms, and folks that are... um, online or remote it's, it's really smart but you know you, you can sort of list all sorts of areas of interest and, and it'll sort of suggest meetups and so forth and then there's the international package again which is covers that plus a few other things you mentioned mills and reeves then as a sponsor i take it you you're looking at sponsorship as well yes absolutely cambridge wireless is the the organizer of this event but it's not a cambridge wireless event if i could put it that way we first came involved probably with ann fisher who was a board member of cambridge wireless and it was, this is really sort of her brainchild. You know, she thought of the idea coming back from London Tech Week and uh, on her way back sort of checked, no, nobody had actually got the URL for Cambridge Tech Week. So she signed it up there and then, good for her. And if you know Anne, she's a force of nature and she's been uh, pushing this. If it weren't for COVID, we probably would have had it by now. But anyway, so Cambridge Wireless, we're pretty good at organising events um, for our own membership. So we have stepped up to be the organisers and frankly, the financial underwriters of, of the event. Anybody who sees that this audience that we're getting together is, is something they'd like to connect with and like to help us fund the event, we'd be very pleased to, to speak to them. 
And of course, it's not just Cambridge Wireless organising this. We, uh, we're very grateful for the input and the help and support we've had from the steering committee that's been formed to make sure we reach out as far as possible and get the right content. So obviously, Anne Fisher has been um, integral to the start of this and, and is still helping us a huge amount. Um, Cambridge Enterprise, part of Cambridge University's wider group, uh, and Caroline Hyde has been putting in tremendous effort, as has uh, Cambridge Anne with Harriet Fear. And, uh, of course, Soraya Jones and Bob Driver also making huge contributions. Uh, I have to say, Rachel Kerr's done a fantastic job as well, but uh, enough, of, enough of us talking about Cambridge Wireless, but very much appreciate the, uh, the effort and the support from the, the wider um, Cambridge steering group. Huge kudos to CW. This is such a huge undertaking in the midst of everything else that, that the networking organisation does. So, you know, it seems to now it's coming on so fast and so well. It's it's really exciting to see. And we are, we're also involved, aren't we, James? We talked about doing this live recording. Not sure that was a great idea, but we're going to be doing it. <laughs> I think everyone is just to see what we get up to, to yeah. be honest. But, yeah. okay. but we're also doing, so we're running that one as a, a special fringe, but we're also going to be doing a recap of the whole week so that the people that aren't there or can't go to all the sessions will try and cover most of the program and also some of the fringe events as well because I think they you know they certainly sound really interesting too. Well we very much appreciate your uh, more than support your active involvement getting the word out and it's quite interesting for CW you know we're used to running our events with our membership and our audience we kind of know what we're doing and it's I wouldn't say it's like shelling peas but it's like similar to last time but new topics or whatever but this is quite different because this is not a CW event per se it's a Cambridge wide event so we've worked really hard to bring in others to make them feel it's their event not ours all the network groups you know whether it's uh, Cambridge Network One Nucleus Cambridge and um, and I'm sure there's lots of others I, I've, I've forgotten we want them all involved and frankly we'd like you listeners to to reach out to people and say hey you know what are we going to do for this what what fringe event are we going to go to which day are we going to go to the conference shall we go to the debate we'd really really like this to be something that everybody gets involved and gets some real value out of it i know we'll attract lots of visitors to the city it's an opportunity to tell them what you're about and maybe a business opportunity maybe a technical collaboration maybe just a social contact and they'll just go to the website, I guess, for more information. Yes, please. It's cambridgetechweek.co.uk. Follow us on the uh, on LinkedIn or Twitter for updates to the Cambridge Tech Week news. Yeah, and hashtag is CTW23. It's already ingrained yes. on my brain. Yeah, and obviously we'll continue to keep talking about it in the run-up to the event and, and post-event. We'll do that wrap-up show, as you said. Great. Thanks, Chris. Thank you very much for having me on the on the pod and thanks for your great support for Cambridge Tech Week and one last time, everybody, get involved. So, Faye, how has your week been this week? It's been great. It's been a big week. It was sadly the last week of Tech Nation, but in true style, they've shared some really great resources for the tech community. So we'll put those up on our social channels. It's also the 10th anniversary of Cambridge Science Centre. Can't believe that. But they shared some really exciting updates. So we've got to get John onto the podcast at some point in time in the future too. Yeah, absolutely. I'm talking about anniversaries, uh, today is show number 30. Nice round number. But it's also our six-month anniversary. Happy birthday. Yeah. So we're still a toddler, I guess, at six months old. But yeah. 
we're fast approaching 4,000 downloads. So that's pretty exciting. Context is an interesting thing. I'm like, that sounds amazing. Is that is that a good number? No, I think, you know, I think it's a good start. I think the podcast is a very focused podcast, so it's not necessarily going to have a broad mainstream appeal. So I don't think we're going to be necessarily challenging the top of the podcast download charts anytime soon. But I think we should be pretty proud of that. What I'm really pleased about is just how the community is getting behind it. We're getting more and more people reaching out to come onto the show. I'm now getting regularly stopped by people around town saying, oh my God, I'm listening to the podcast, which is really weird. (laughs) You're a little celebrity. Face for radio. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say that, James. I didn't say that. So so listen, 4,000 listeners, where are they listening from? Because I know that you regularly come out with comments about where people are from. So where are they listening from? So, yeah, I am a bit of a data nerd. I think I did drop a little nugget a week or so ago, but um, we're up to 56 countries. So that's not bad, is it? That is not bad at all. Um, that's that's definitely a spread around the globe. Give us some highlights. Yeah, th- th- let's do a little pop quiz. So I'll give you a country. You guess how many downloads we've had. Oh, gosh. Okay. Republic of Korea, South Korea, in other words. Um, 14. 25. Oh, that's good. Okay. It's not bad, is it? Ukraine. They've probably got more important things to think about right now, but we have had downloads from Ukraine. We have got people that are here that are setting up tech businesses from Ukraine as well. So I'm wondering whether that will affect it. I'm going to go high and I'm going to say 32. Two. Two? Two. Okay, we shall reach out to Ukraine then. I'll go to Nick at Judge Business School. He'll help boost that number. Last one, Yemen. Oh, for goodness sake. Um... I'll go the other way round, then four. One. <laughs> I was close. <laughs> but they make it on the list, so I'm, I'm having it. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And what's, what's the biggest number then? Oh, UK. Yeah, so UK number one, US number two. I think it's then Germany. Belgium's high too. Yeah, it's interesting. UK and US by a long way are the two leading markets. And you've said before, I think, as well, we need more people from Cambridge listening too, don't we? Because there's lots of people outside of Cambridge. When you asked, is 4,000 good? I think that's why I'm excited, because we've achieved that without huge amounts of listeners from the local city. So, you know, as awareness spreads locally, I think the number's going to skyrocket. And more people start accosting you saying, oh, I've heard your dulcet tones (laughs) and mine. Bless them. Let, Let them try. Okay, so what else? Our social media followers are increasing, so that's really good too. As per the podcast channels, we're everywhere, so it'd be great to get some more traction on that as well. I think LinkedIn's working really well, as you would expect. Yeah, definitely. And also, you know, let's take an opportunity to thank all of our supporters. Without them, this wouldn't be possible. Uh, This episode, KO Data has joined us, so very much welcome on board. We've got Mantle, we've got Business Weekly, uh, we've got GrowthWorks, and of course, Cambridge TV, the wonderful Carl and Joe, who produce the podcast for us. So thank you very much to all of them. Brilliant. And our partner list is expanding too. So we've had um, conversations with like Connect Health Tech and Cambridge Business Association, There's lots of of people coming in saying, hey, we've got these events coming up. Do you want to be part of it? So I think it's great to see that starting to expand too. Absolutely. Right, enough of the self-indulgence then. Should we we move on and talk about this week's tech news around Cambridge? Or do you want to talk about us a little bit more? (laughs) Haven't you just, hang on a minute, haven't you just um, published your book in a different language? The book came out two years ago and yeah, just this week it got translated 
into Chinese. So it got launched at a big tech conference in Beijing. Uh, so that's kind of weird and exciting at the same time. So, uh, yeah, a little milestone on my parallel career to the Bradfield Centre. Very good. Congratulations. Right. Anyway, that's definitely enough indulgence now. Okay, well, that's enough of that. Let's wrap up this week's episode with uh, running through what's been in the tech news for Cambridge this week. So first up, we have Flymax, who have a new super green light aircraft, which is targeting the multi-billion dollar global flight seeing market. They're looking for early stage investors to fast track commercialization. Directors say that the development represents a revolution in flight seeing. Cambridge company Audio Intelligence has harnessed Bluetooth to create a new listening device that dramatically improves life for the hard of hearing. Orsana is being marketed as the first universal assistive listening device designed to help everyone hear clearly in noise with or without hearing aids. Database and DevOps company Redgate Software have unveiled its new headquarters at Cavendish House on the Cambridge Business Park. Redgate CEO Jacob Lamick said, We are a growing company and we've designed our new Cambridge office space based on the principles of our strong collaborative culture and the lessons we've learned about what is needed to combine this with the new, more flexible ways of working that Redgaters are looking for now. And finally, those of you following the last cohort of Tech Nation's Rising Stars will be pleased to hear that Cambridge-based Permetrics made the top 10 in the national finals this week. They've previously been on the 21 to Watch Top 21 this year, so we're super excited to see what they're going to do next. And that's it. Next week, we're going to talk to Ramsey Farragher of Focal Point Positioning, so see you then. Today's show was produced by Carl Homer of Cambridge TV and supported by our media partner, Business Weekly. The Cambridge Tech Podcast is available on all major podcast platforms and on cambridgetechpodcast.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please give it a five-star review. It will really help others discover the show. If you are a startup looking to grow in Cambridge, the Bradfield Centre offers a range of flexible membership packages which put you in control of your office and home working mix. There's a vibrant, collaborative atmosphere, on-site cafe, plenty of green outside space and regular member social events. For more information, visit bradfieldcentre.com or call 01223 919 600.